Hello and welcome to Closed Captions, a movie review podcast. Um, I'm Sam. And I'm Casper. Today we'll be talking about uh, The Revenant, so spoiler alert, here comes the synopsis. Um, Inspired by true events, The Revenant is an immersive and cinematic experience capturing one man's epic adventure of survival and the extraordinary power of the human spirit. In an expedition of the uncharted American wilderness, legendary explorer Hugh Glass, played by Leonardo DiCaprio, is brutally attacked by a bear and left for dead by members of his own hunting team. In a quest to survive, Glass endures unimaginable grief as well as the betrayal of his confidant, John Fitzgerald, played by Tom Hardy, who also killed his son. Guided by sheer will and the love of his family, Glass must navigate a vicious winter in a relentless pursuit to live and find redemption and find revenge for his um, dead son. Yeah, that's basically it. Yeah. Um, so um, let's start with ratings, right? Uh, what, <clears throat> what would you rate it out of 10, just as a movie? 7.2 out of 10. 7.2 out of 10. Oh, that yeah. is way too high. I'm going to give it like a 4. Okay, I'm positive yeah, I can get it up to like a 5 something for you. Positive I can change your mind. All right, let's 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 see if that happens because I absolutely hated the movie. Okay, then let's start off at, at the beginning. Did you like yeah. the intro? Oh, yeah, the like fight scene at the beginning. Yeah. It's confusing, but like I like the fact that it was kind of shot without like too many cuts, or maybe any cuts. I'm not like fully sure. Or at least like the way it was done, it was very smooth. It didn't seem like it was a movie. It seemed more like actual recordings, like from the event. Which is a good thing. Yeah, yeah. That that's only that's like the only reason I'm giving it like up to a four. Just because some of the, like, shots were really well done. But why was it confusing at the beginning? Because isn't it kind of simple? You have that group of those people, and then you have the wild, uh, in the wild, and then you have the other group of people attacking them. I was just confused why they didn't just, like, grab their rifles and shoot them. Like, why one dude gets hit. No, no, but, like, one dude got hit by an arrow. And then they were scared as fuck throughout. Yeah, obviously, because the tactic they usually use is to surround the enemies. And then they're very good marksmen with the bone arrow, whereas they can probably shoot a rifle well, but not as good as they can shoot a bone arrow. All right. Okay. I guess that explains it. I just, and I did like the intro, though. Yeah. Good okay. intro. Yeah. Um, okay, then where did it go wrong for you? Intro though, like when they were on the boat and Fitzgerald's like already being a bitch, right? Like he's already complaining and stuff. It's confusing, like why the captain even brought him on this thing. Like, if he's that much of a dick, why didn't the captain just leave him? Why did he recruit him? Because. 
people can be addicted, especially if you consider those circumstances. Um, it's in the wild, they just came back from a fight. The adrenaline must have dropped immensely. And he's still a valuable member in that sense. Like, if you consider that, he could help them survive and all of that. I don't know. And then again, you have to consider it's a movie, so it needs a conflict and a yeah. problem. I mean, yeah, but it was like kind of boring conflict throughout for me. Um, okay, you know what? I want to talk about accents again. Like I told you already, I I dwell over accents too much. Um, Tom Hardy's southern accent is a pile of shit. Like Leonardo DiCaprio, he's mastered it. But Tom Hardy cannot do a southern accent. He said Leonardo DiCaprio has mastered it, when most of the, the movie he doesn't speak at all. Well, no, but, like, I've seen him in other movies, and, like, even, like, during, in this movie, when he's, like, I'm on the smart end of this rifle, he yeah. doesn't have to, like, speak loud to do a fake accent. He can do a fake accent quietly, and that just shows how well he can do that accent. You know, normally when you do a fake accent, other than maybe, like, a British one, you normally speak louder than you usually do. Fits very well with the character that Tom Hardy's portraying. He's, like, that obnoxious, big, arrogant guy with a probably, like, a loud, southern voice. Well, that's not my issue, though. Like, his southern accent is just bad. Like you constantly keep noticing that he's like putting on an accent and it's not like his actual accent. Wouldn't that be it's because a... you're just not used to the accent? I don't know, but like even it's a bit like Daniel Craig from uh Knives Out. Daniel Craig, sorry. From Knives Out where he like where you know he's James Bond, he should be talking in a British accent. And then he does, like, a shitty southern accent, and you're like, why? Why does he even try anymore? Uh, but then like, that's that just expectation, because you've seen in so much in other movies. Well, that's that you just... You would not have expected that. That's the thing, though. Then it must have been, like, bad casting. Right? Yes, or you just belong to a group of very few people that think that way. Because... True. In other ways, other people appreciate that. They can see an actor in that movie, and then in the next movie he plays a totally different role, but he still does it very well. Yeah, I guess I could... Yeah, I'd be done to admit that. Like, Tom Hardy was not bad casting. That was just me trying to prove a point. Tom Hardy was really good casting for this movie. Yeah, about his voice, I didn't pay too much attention to that. Oh. I cannot dispute what you said. So. Well, it was a bad accent, but I think his acting makes up for it. Yeah, okay. Yeah, his acting throughout does make up for it. Okay, so let's talk about like, that bear attack. What did you think uh -huh. of that? Because I must say it was filmed very realistically. Oh, yeah, the CG team. Like, I saw some behind-the-scenes footage. They worked really hard on that bear. Um, and it... It looked realistic. Throughout yeah. the thing, it looked realistic to me. Yeah, it looked like a like a blood fest. Like it was at some points very brutal to watch. I must honestly admit. 
Yeah. It's fun though, cause like I was sitting next to Finn watching it, and um, so I was already complaining about this movie at that point, right? And I'm like a loud, obnoxious movie watcher. Like you don't want to watch a movie with me, cause I'll keep talking throughout the thing. And then um, so like, while we're watching Revenant, he's like focusing on the story and stuff, and I'm like. Ooh, here comes a bad CG fight. And then I realize it's a good CG fight. So, like, I'm just confused what to say next. It was, like, really good. But, so, you liked the intro scene. You liked the bear fight. I didn't like the bear fight, no. I just liked the CG. It looked realistic, but I didn't like the bear fight as, like, part of the plot. I just think... This story, right, it's a cool story, could be a good book, not good for a movie, is what I'm thinking. Completely, because there's so much visual information in each of these shots. It'd be a pain to put that all onto, uh, into writing. Oh, hell. Well, yeah, I mean, people say pictures are worth, like, thousands of word, words, but um, I feel like this would make for a great book. Okay, because you know? then you'd have a lot up to the imagination of the reader. I can understand that. Yeah. But I think a movie is more impactful because our visual sense is so strong when we see something. Like, it can look like reality in that way. Yeah, but like what I don't like about it being a movie instead of a book is that like if it were a long book, it would actually feel like he's like Leonardo DiCaprio struggled for a long time after being abandoned, right? Whereas yeah. in the movie, it's like I think fifteen minutes of him making making his way back. It's not. It's it's longer. It's longer, but it didn't feel like a long time to me, at least. Okay, that I can agree with. Yeah, like and also a lot some... of. Although... Although, if you consider, there was different scenes of him struggling. At one point, he was meeting that other guy at the fire, then in the water when he escaped, and then on the horse, and so on. So it had some depth to it, but it could have felt longer. Yeah, it did, but it could have, like, the director could have made it feel longer, I'd say. But I think the movie was long enough, so... Yeah, the movie couldn't end sooner for me. Ha ha. If okay, if you haven't so... noticed, I absolutely hate this movie. <laughs> okay, but why? Okay, now, right. Give me some key reasons why do you hate this movie? Oh, key reasons. Well, um, all right. So let's start with the fact that um, in the news article that was written about this event, right? First of all, that news article was like ninety percent fake because Hugh Glass passed like was the one that passed the story on so he could have exaggerated and he passed it on to like two drunk dudes like nicknamed i think like peg leg or something and then those dudes like passed it on to really bad authors and stuff right so like the news article was mostly fake but here's what's fake about the movie if we take the article to be completely right Uh uh-huh um, okay, but then that just changes the sentence inspired by true events. That's yeah, yeah. Awesome. Doesn't mean it has to be completely true. 
and a movie most of the movies at least are not about if they're true or not it's about just the movie itself the story being told in the movie yeah but i just like wanted to come to a point where like he actually never had a pony wife or a son right and like adding a pony son and killing him is such a like killing john wick's dog move where like you're not sure if fitzgerald is the like bad dude for like abandoning him abandoning him or something because it's like a calculated move so like they just want to make sure you know fitzgerald is a piece of shit so they kill his son it's lazy writing to me really like there were lazy so many writing, different ways see is it lazy writing because you can see right through it or what yeah 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 it's lazy no no it's lazy writing because they took the easy way out of making fitzgerald seem like a villain right because normally you you see fitzgerald right he's been scalped and shit you kind of feel pity for him and then he's like this man's almost died anyway right like and then he abandons him because he's basically dead but no the writer really wants you to think fitzgerald is the villain so he has to like choke him out kill his son that is just so lazy but i think it does fit well with with his character because then later on in the movie when he steals the money it just reamplifies the his character of being like i don't know a piece of shit or piece of shit uh, egoistic and stuff so okay yeah if he killed his son or i mean not his son the son of uh, hugh glass that was a little bit obvious mm-hmm. as you said but i still think the story that follows that is not bad in any way it, it is okay that's one part mm-hmm. it could have been improved could have been made more complicated yeah but that still doesn't take too much away from the whole story no no i just feel like it would have been more impactful to me if they would have left the sun bit out cuz like the scene where he goes if you want me to put you out of your misery just blink right that was impactful to me cuz like you saw Hugh Glass struggling to hang yeah. on to life and it was like this metaphor that the writer kind of wanted to like bring out and then like the writer just completely overshadows that with like Tom Hardy stabbing Caprio's son and I'm just like yeah that kind of messes up the movie for me but, but I think it just adds to it to show what a dick he is also um the bit where like he the captain gives Fitzgerald the money right and then like Fitzgerald steals from his safe and runs away i'm just yeah. like why are the other guys protecting him at that point right the guy at the bar why is he protecting Fitzgerald when he knows Fitzgerald won't give him a penny and just killed one of their like fellow soldiers to get all that money um, or at I least tried know. to kill maybe he was paid a little bit who knows but yeah, well. um so that's the two reasons you didn't like it or what what other reasons okay uh, let's talk about the cinematography actually yeah yeah the, the, um the cinematography sorry. was absolutely stunning and absolutely beautiful like with the mountains the trees 
And then also with that subtle soundtrack at times, mm -hmm. I think it portrayed a very good feeling. I mean, yeah, if you want to go to sleep on time. <laughs> no, but... Okay, I think I can understand the problem here for you, which is that this movie wasn't fast enough for you. It had, didn't have those fast, quick cuts or um, loud... Yeah, I guess it just wasn't... Loud, like a building, up, yeah, loud building up music, didn't have uh -huh. action scenes spray uh, sprinkled all across. It was more like a slow, deep, impactful movie that did have an action scene at the beginning, the end, and a little bit throughout. But that focuses on the story as well and not just um, tries to keep the um, viewer's attention with constant music and constant um, interesting things to see. Well, true, I am kind of like a sucker for action movies where like there's really loud music and constant action. But like... Another reason I didn't like this movie was the cinematography, because, like, I feel like the director was too focused on that. No, but I mean, they had a, um, is a the director of photography or director of cinematography. Mm -hmm. He, who had previously, I think, won an Oscar or something, or two, he was in charge of that. Like, there's yeah, a think they, like, team in charge of that. So the director focused on all of the things a little bit, I think. Yeah, but, like, if, I feel like the fact that he won an Oscar gave him too much, like, dominance over the film time, over the runtime, Because, like, half the movie was felt like it was just stock footage of here's mountains, here's trees, sunrise, sunset, more mountains, more trees. It's kind of felt, like, too stock footage-y to me. To me, it just felt like it was setting the mood for each scene to come or what, it, well, what just happened and to give like the viewer a little bit of space to think and process what was happening. Like It didn't bother me the first time nor the second time when I watched the movie. I guess that is probably why like we have difference of opinion because I think you like actually focus on like what the intention would like that stock footage was for me i focus on like what the thoughts must have been while like making the movie or what the process must have been like and i know i just imagine this like spoofy version of the studio where like the director sits down he's like "Ooh, there's not enough runtime," and then the this dude with the oscar walks in with like a tuxedo and stuff and he's like don't worry i got stock footage let's throw that in there <laughs> Okay, but that's just making a meme out of it. That's the thing, though. I think that's that's the issue with me not liking the movie, because, like, I just make too many memes out of stuff. I just make a meme out of basically everything. Yeah. I guess that so. is the issue with me. It's, like, too serious of a movie, maybe. And I'm not... Uh, I mean, maybe too serious in some aspects, but probably also too slow or uh, like too slow in a way that, as I said before, it slow shots, cinematography, or in your words, stock footage, <laughs> and then <laughs> with some um, 
interesting music choices. Whereas yeah. I don't know, Tenet, for example, had a completely different beat to it. If you put it in like heartbeats, Tenet mm-hmm. would be like on 140 all the time. Whereas the Revenant, in parts, it was maybe at 130. But it was mostly like, like 70, a... 80. Yeah, yeah, it was mostly at like a freestyle beat level, like 85 beats per minute or something. But that doesn't really make it a bad movie. It just makes it uh, paced differently. Yeah, I guess the pace just isn't my thing. For these I think that's, I think that's a problem. Not a problem, actually. I think I have the same feeling with some movies, and I think it's the newer generation that we our short attention spans. We like yeah. those movies more with a high heartbeat. Yeah, keeping that metaphor, because whenever I watch old movies. They go on for ages and ages. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's also very slow. But they're still good movies. But they're very, very slow. You know, I feel like that's also because of like the kind of content we consume versus the kind of content the older generation consumed. Like, while yeah. the older generation, they watched like a lot of series, which had to be paced slowly so it could be like longer and make more revenue for the director. Like, yeah. they must be used to this. Well, we are used to, like, montages on YouTube and stuff, where there's, exactly. like, hard cuts, fast footage, really fast pace, and short and sweet video clips. Yeah. Yeah. I t- totally agree. But I think there's still, even for today's generation, some movies can be slow and still be very good movies. This one, I to categorize as a good movie, not a very good movie. Mm-hmm. But so it's just a bigger challenge to overcome nowadays. Well, no, that's the thing. Like, I like some slow paced movies like Interstellar. I liked. Yeah. Even though it was slow paced, like that was a good movie for me. I know it's just then something exactly. about this movie that's just like not my cup of tea. For example, The Irishman, I don't know if you've watched it. It's also a very slow-paced movie, also very long. But I liked oh. it. It's from Martin Scorsese. Uh, I don't think I've watched The Irishman. No, I haven't. It's like a very, very slow-paced movie. But it gets a story across that is interesting. And if you would have put that story into a fast-paced movie, mm-hmm. the story undoubtedly would have changed completely. Same with this movie. You could have made it into a more action movie, have like more montages of him, I don't know, walking through the uh, nature and so on. But it would have taken away the emotional aspect of it, I think. I mean, I feel like another slow movie in which DiCaprio acted better and I liked more would be The Departed. So it's basically about this like him infiltrating this irish mob while having like a troubled childhood mark Wahlberg being like his superior and being a dick to him and like you see all those emotions come through in that movie whereas in this movie i i like how they tried to not make him talk much but like convey more with his like facial emotions yeah but i feel like the facial emotions were too obvious were too clearly just one singular emotion instead of being multiple emotions at once you know what i mean yes but no 
because then again, he wasn't there to portray emotions. Uh, he was trying to survive in most of the scenes. So that's what the focus was kind of on. But for example, when he met that one person where he asked for food and got food and so on, mm-hmm. but he still couldn't speak. But then that one person spoke about how he wants to get revenge and stuff. It was, I felt like it was almost like that person was speaking what was on a Hugh Glass's mind. Uh-huh. It was, I found a very nice touch to portray his thoughts. I think I missed that scene. Oh no, the one where he's traveling with this like Native American. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. All right. You know what? I think that might up the rating a bit. I forgot about that scene. That is a good scene. And then let's. Do you want to talk about the end fight? Actually. The end fight. Because. Oh yeah. Think you like that scene where he was. Um, Pretended to be on a horse with some, uh, with using the uh, dead general or whoever he was, mm-hmm. and then he was under the second horse, and then he just came out and shot. When oh, I call arrived. that scene out. I call that scene out, like because I predicted. Yeah, obviously, it. me right. too. Right. So but, I didn't like it that much. No, but if you were in Tom Hardy's shoes, you would have not predicted that because you could have not thought of that. But we saw his thinking, we saw a scene of Leonardo DiCaprio thinking about what he could do before that, which gave us that um, impulse probably to consider that. I think this comes back to like me liking things that are like short and sweet, because um, I, I was kind of hoping for like him to shoot the guy in the front, the guy in the front to fall, and then DiCaprio to just shoot him instantly after that and hit him, and the movie to end there. Instead of them having a fight scene after that, which was, and then like him being drowned by Native Americans. Yes. Which kind of took away DiCaprio's revenge for me, because like... But DiCaprio, when he, just before he let him go into the water, he said, revenge is in nature's hands. That's why he didn't kill him. He kept his uh, morals. I guess, yeah, I guess. And then Native Americans show up and drown him, but sure. <laughs> yeah, I didn't understand that, actually, yeah. why, what yeah. they had against him. I didn't get the point of that. I guess they just hate, like, invaders. Oh, yeah, yeah, we actually forgot to talk about the French people. Oh, the French people. I feel like they were just a minor side plot that we can ignore. Yes, but they were kind of cruel. But it, yeah, it showed a little bit of the cruelty of that time. Oh, yeah, yeah. What I really want to talk about today, actually, is um the... If he... If Leonardo DiCaprio should have won the Oscar for this movie, or if it should have gone to, it, gone to him anyway, because he definitely deserved it, right? It, he was way overdue. Yes, I see. I considered and I looked at the options. Uh-huh. The only other option, which I think you could argue would have been almost better, was The Martian with Matt Damon as an Oscar choice. The others, eh, because this was a very hard role to play. There were some interviews which I watched like a while ago about the challenging aspect of this, and you can't speak, but you still have to portray emotion and all of that being injured for a big part of the movie 
So I oh, think yeah. you did a very good job. But I think. I did. think. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Uh, yeah, but I think the Martian you could have argued could have also deserved the Oscar. Uh huh. Oh, definitely. Martian is like the Martian is like one of my favorite space movies. We should talk about that on the podcast sometime. Yeah. Um, back to this though. I feel like. Leonardo DiCaprio should have gotten an Oscar before this already, though. Like, for a different one of his movies. For example, Catch Me If You Can. Or oh, yeah, Wolf Catch Me Wall If You Street Can. I love that movie. Uh, Wolf of Wall Street. I like the movie, okay. like, as a movie, but I don't like the storyline as much. Okay. Yeah. Although it's fast cut. Mostly. Yeah, it's, it's fast cut. That's why I like the movie as a movie. I don't yeah. think his acting was that great in that movie though i think it was just like any actor could have done that. like robert downey jr would have done that great actually i don't think so because i mean Leonardo, i mean we should talk about this on a separate podcast actually yeah. but i think he added like a real crazy layer to that character like he took it to new levels also with all of that drugs and so on whereas i can only ever see tony stark taking it to like a somewhat decent level but not as good as Leonardo DiCaprio yeah we should we should talk about that on a different podcast yeah um but like I feel like he deserved the Oscar already for like catch me if you can yeah definitely he is great in that movie um maybe even the Titanic like he had more of a side role but he played that pretty well like he could have gotten that for a good support um where else do you think actually he was oh he he was nominated for also for the aviator which to me was the movie that was too long and then the aviator i have not watched that actually something with like planes and flying and so on but i forgot most about it i think it's from martin scorsese actually Uh, but it's from 2004 it's not the uh, most interesting movie Actually, I mean, I think... if, oh, sorry. Uh, if you really like planes and are interested in that stuff, it can be interesting. But oh. otherwise, not so much. I mean, I think uh, the movie I was talking about before, The Departed, would have been yeah, a better diamond. choice than, or... this, than The Revenant. Because, like, if it's about him portraying emotions without talking, right? Or, like, yeah. just trying to act without talking much. He does that pretty well in The Departed. Like, I think the movie was crap. I'm pretty sure it failed yeah, at the box office. But, it like, his acting was great in it. But then, have you seen the movie Blood Diamond? Blood Diamond. It's a movie with him. I actually liked it a lot. He was also nominated. He could have also won it there, although I don't know what the competition war was. Yeah, what was he nominated against? Uh, I'm going to quickly check. But anyways, I think, still, I still believe that for this movie, he did a very good job as an actor to portray his role. So I think it is deserved. Well, it's... It's deserved, I guess, if I had to choose between, like, his acting in The Revenant and Matt Damon's acting in The Martian, it would be a close call. But uh, I feel like he's deserved it before 
and he's deserved it more back then. Like, in other movies, he's deserved the Oscar more. And I feel like either they should have just, like, gone up and been like, our mistake, here's the Oscar, you fucking deserve it. Or just waited for a better movie. You just said um, that between him and The Martian, it's a close call. So, yeah, I agree. He could have won the Oscar many times before. Yeah. But so for this movie, it was, as you said, a close call. So it could have gone to The Martian as Matt Damon or to him. And it went to him. Well, no, it just felt bad to me that, like, his first Oscar wasn't, like, wasn't while he was part of a good movie. It was just because he made this really crap movie watchable by being a good actor. I guess that is a good thing. Like, he did well, of course. He was a great actor in the movie and did, like, the best he could with the script. But I don't feel like the movie was good enough for for it to be his first Oscar. Oh, you wanted, like, it to be one of his absolute best movies. Yeah, I wanted it to be, like, he does, like, a really good movie. Yeah, he does, like, a really good movie. Gets an gets an Oscar for it, goes home happy, right? This yeah. one, he's like, he did a shit movie, still won the Oscar. I guess he's the underdog, but he shouldn't be. He's Leonardo the fucking Caprio. Of course, he shouldn't be the underdog. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Also, um, Blood Diamond. What movie is that? Is that the one where they're like in the mines, and then this dude's yeah, like then, looking then for his family? Yeah, and he has that diamond, which is worth a lot. And it's a very good movie. I liked it a lot. I think you'd like it too. It's not slow-paced. <laughs> oh. I think I, like, I've seen review of that movie. Yeah. Like, I don't know when. I, I'm not sure. I think it was, like, a Cinema Sins or something. Possible. But, yeah. Yeah, I think I should watch the Blood Diamond. Um. Oh, oh, oh! Talking about accents, he has a um, a unique accent in that movie. Oh. You should check that out. What was the Revenant's like box office collection like? So I think on like Rotten Tomatoes, it got something of us uh, around seventy percent. Um, that is way too high. It was 78. Uh, oh. IMDb was 8 out of 10. And Google, it says 90% like this movie. Uh-huh. Um, and the box office... Box office, I don't know right now. Let me check. Uh, American box office, 103.6 million. Oh, but general box office, it said 533 million oh, like US dollars. Worldwide? Yeah. Okay. I guess that's but, not bad. That's pretty but good. But apparently it failed at the box office. Well, yeah, but that's like, it's not amazing. It's not like Avengers level, but it's pretty good. Yeah, because the budget of the movie was around 135 million US dollars. And did them... I mean, they made money, but not much. Not for not enough for a movie. Maybe the budget, uh, maybe the um, box office are just said was wrong i'm not sure but yeah apparently they didn't make too much yeah well i mean all in all i still don't like the movie much but i think i could change my rating to five out of ten 
you know, just yeah. for the sake of that one scene where he, where like the one like bit of the movie where he's trying to communicate with this Native American and he has like his respect because of like the yeah. bear claws. I see the flaws in this movie. Yeah, I do, and I agree with you. But I do like some slow-paced movies, and so I think this one is not as bad. So, yeah, like a 7 out of 10, I think fits a well. A 7 out of 10. I'd give it a 5 out of 10 as a slow-paced movie. Like, if I had yeah. to give it, you know, a, a rating when thinking about the fact that, like, I like fast-paced movies, not really a slow-paced movie kind of person, I'd drop the rating to, like, 3 out of 10. But I'd give it a 5 out of 10 because, like, slow-paced movies are still good movies. Interstellar being a good example. Although Interstellar has more of a um, distracting thing going on because it's not something you're used to. It's not like plain nature, putting it in very simple terms, but space. And space is always more interesting because you're trying to understand what is going on with the spaceships and landing on new planets, the time difference, and all of that. Yeah. That's also, like, the thing. I think a lot about the creative process behind things. Not the creative process, the process. I think you are the one that thinks more about the creative process, right? Where you, like, think about why they must have put that, like, stock footage there, like, for the audience to have a, like, gap to think or, like, to process. I think a lot about the process behind movies, and slow-paced movies just don't let me do that too well. Yeah, okay. Right? Like, when I'm watching Tenet, I'm like, I see all those, like, reversed fight scenes. I'm thinking about the choreography, the, like, planning, the execution, like, how it all went down. I really like the thought of that. But when I watch slow-paced movies... Think of that, too, though. Like, when there's specific shots of how they filmed that and all of that. Mm-hmm. And I think, yeah, with, but with fast-paced movies, for example, with Tenet, half the time I was trying to figure out the plot, so I didn't even have time for that. Yeah, that's the thing, though. There, like, the movie is all working together, where, like, in The Revenant, I feel like the actors are carrying the script. While in Tenet, I think the choreography, the cinematography, the script, they're all, like, working in this harmony and making the movie good, while in The Revenant, it's just the, like, few, like, the main four, five actors that are just carrying the movie throughout. Yeah, okay. It's a, it's a bit like, it's a bit like comparing The Matrix to The Truman Show. I haven't watched both of them. Oh, um. (laughs) I should. Well, okay, so I won't spoil it for you. You know what? I I won't spoil it for you. We should do like a we should do like the Truman Show versus the Matrix as a podcast. There are so many ideas floating around for this podcast right now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, but do you have anything else to add or cuz I think I have said everything about the Revenant. Yeah. I think I I've said basically everything I had to say about the movie. Did I already tell you that I hated it? Absolutely hated it. Yeah, but 
you hate it less now, apparently. Than yeah, I hate it slightly. Hated it at the beginning. I hate it slightly podcast. less now, right? I won't torture it to death. I'll just shoot it. Yeah, that's an improvement for now. <laughs> so, um, I think that concludes it, right? Yeah. Yeah. Who would you Who would you recommend this movie to then? Um. Um. People who don't get bored easily by somewhat slow-paced movies like Sam. <laughs> and, uh, people who appreciate beautiful cinematography of nature. People uh-huh. who really like revenge stories. This, uh-huh. uh, be advised, is a movie that is brutal at different parts. Uh-huh. I, I think it's raged, uh, eight, like uh, rated PG-16, probably. Uh-huh. Yeah, I don't know. Um, you recommend it to? I'd recommend it to people who don't focus much on story, but focus more on like the emotions of the characters. And... Well, I just remembered a thing. You didn't uh-huh. watch this movie in the cinema. Do you think the effect would have been different if you watched it in a cinema on a big screen with immersive sound and all of that? Um, I don't know. I watched it at Finn's place and they have like a giant TV with a like giant, like a really loud speaker that he turned up all the way. So I feel like. Okay. That kind of does it for me anyway. Like, I don't think it would have improved it for me much. Maybe being in the cinema, like being paranoid because of this whole COVID thing might have like made it worse, actually. Uh, you also said that you did other stuff while watching the movie. Do you think if you would have given your full attention to the movie, because maybe it is a movie that needs your full attention, you would have had a better image of it? The reason I did other stuff was because I gave the full, like the movie my full attention, got bored and started doing other stuff. I did what I did rewatch the movie for the podcast. And it was really hard to keep, like, not doing anything else. I had to, like, leave my phone outside of the room so I wouldn't just start checking Twitter or something. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. I'd, I'll give this movie a 5 out of 10 as a final, and I'd recommend it to people who folk, who enjoy watching dramas and enjoy focusing on people's emotions. But I don't really um, care much about like, the whole story arc. Uh, people who like survival movies, definitely. Oh yeah, definitely for them. Yeah, it's like a it's like a ten out of ten survival movie, for someone, <laughs> right? Like they actually yeah. like the wounds. Even the wounds he gets from the bear attack are consistent throughout the movie. I do exactly. like that. Yeah. So it's it's a good survival movie if you if you just want to watch it merely like for the survival. I I'd, I'd recommend it, yeah. I think that's about it. So Yeah. Um do you want to wrap it up or should I? Whatever. <laughs> All right, thank you for listening to Closed Captions, a movie review podcast. This is Sam tuning out.